G'day and welcome to another edition of Stacks Podcast, a very relaxed one today of a Sunday. And uh, I managed to get through to a good mate of mine who uh, tends to be working away a lot these days up north and a uh, very hard man to get hold of. And when he did arrive today, we we sort of deduced that uh, it had been probably over four years since we uh, we bumped into each other last and uh, we actually did a bit, of a bit of a tour together a while back and had a bit of fun. But uh, I'd like to welcome to the podcast from the Renzulo Project, the singer extraordinaire, Mr. Kieran Shields. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel a bit? Hey, boys! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Play the music! <laughs> Good, mate. That's, a, that's very nice here. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen the other one I had written for you. Yeah. Well, I can imagine. I just didn't want a Sunday morning. I didn't want to open up with all those just, expletives. Just start. Just start nice and easy and then, yeah, then yeah. rip me in the middle. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, spit on it at the beginning. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, sorry about that. Uh, hey, Bean. Just got back from a, a whirlwind tour of down south with the family, mate. Tell me all about it. Oh, it's just not. We just went down um, just for the day yesterday. Um, I'm going to move down there yeah. uh, sooner rather than later. So I was uh, looking at some properties. It's, uh, it's a good place down there, yeah? Oh, beautiful, man. I'd, uh, we've looked at places in Nanup and um, Bridgetown. Yep. They're just beautiful. I... I do a lot of camping, yep. and we find ourselves down that way an awful lot. It, what is it that uh, keeps dragging you back? Because, I mean, it's in the north up here, we've got a real lack of, of trees, and down there there's plenty of beautiful old chewets and Yeah, I guess, it's, I suppose a lot of it is, is the greenery. Yep. That's, that, that's not an Irish thing. It's just, I love, I love the green. I love, um, especially those two towns, and I'm sure there's heaps more down there that are the same. The vibe in them, yeah. they're really cool. It is. You notice when you drive down there, there's just there's water running. There's there's a and uh, cows, mate. Plenty of cows. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of everything. We're, yeah. Um, Bridgetown festival is on next weekend, I believe. Yep. I think we're going down. So you're down for another week. Oh well, because I just quit my job. Oh, I'm really? down for as long as I like. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I have another job lined up, but is it going to start? I could go next Wednesday. Yep. I might go the week after. Oh. Yoni is kind of hoping that uh, it's the week after so we can go down to Bridgetown for the festival. He yeah. said we've got an awesome camp set up. That's what we do, we camp. Because, you know, we travel to Europe every few years. That's where we're from. It wouldn't matter if we didn't have kids. They wouldn't mind not seeing us that much, but we got kids and we got to bring them home. Yeah, that's good. It's, yeah. uh, so you've been working away for a few years. I've got a lot of friends. I guess one thing living here in WA, for anyone that listens that isn't from this state, is it's one of the largest states on the planet. Sure. And uh, you, you can travel, you know, five hours in an aircraft and still be within the state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's very rich in iron ore and nickel, copper and uh, bauxite and a few other things. You've got and, everything. 
Yeah, and it's 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 where a lot of the the jobs are. Unfortunately, the there's nowhere to live in those areas. It's very remote. There's only work camps and stuff, and that's the problem. Yeah, and it's it's hard on families, isn't it? Like it's it is, and uh, you know, but every day is hard. Even when you're at home, when you're working. I got my kids. Okay. Um, the FIFO actually works for us and nobody really understands it. I think until you're in the game, you got to be in the game and then you got to have kids while you're in the game. Yep. Is um, When I was working in the city, I'm here and I get up at, we say, five in the morning. The kids aren't up yet and I go to work and I come home at six in the afternoon going fucking crazy because traffic and everything else, which I don't get up north yeah yeah. and then when I get home I'm lucky to get the kids for an hour before they go to bed yep right um, I, I, I totally get that yeah so I did work Saturdays when I was here my, my last job in the city and occasionally I worked a Sunday so that occasional Sunday that I didn't have was the only full day I had with my kids whereas now I work away for two weeks I'm looking for a better roster. I'm looking either for an eight and six yep. or an even roster. Even time rosters are becoming more po- more common now. Yep. Um, that's you, that's the goal. You get to have those uh, that solid lot. You wake up, you go away, you do productive things. Yeah. And and dad's there for the development and growth for for some productive things. That's it's right. About, uh, the traffic in Perth is ridiculous. I mean, to travel from A to B for some people. Is, is just mind-blowing. I've got friends that travel an hour and a half each way to their job. See, that's know? shit. That would, that would, no, I couldn't do that. I, I'd end up being late for work all the time. You'd be getting frustrated. You'd be. I can understand why people are, are driving like idiots, like, you know, coming up. Well, it makes you an idiot. Yeah, it? well, it makes exactly you, they, you go fucking mental. Yeah, yeah. You? I mean, you see it all the time. You see, like, I, people just sitting in the traffic and then they'll just have these mind explosions. And then on top of that, you got police up and down on motorbikes, making hiding, sure no one's looking at their phone or hiding in fucking bushes yeah, because it's safety. It's, yeah, 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 I mean, the, yeah. no it's, revenue. It's a gridlocked, no revenue, yeah. it's, it's a gridlocked freeway and they're making sure everybody's safe. And yeah, that's uh, right. Bullshit. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I myself have taken a job just up the road. Like, I, I ride a scooter to work up the hill and, you know, I get all those weeks off being on the school roster with, with time off and, and I get to have quality mm. time with Kiki. I mean, my dollars aren't super, but I, I'm happy giving that away for, hey, for time. I hear you. I would do the same, but... The FIFO actually works better for us. No, that, totally. that week off, and everybody is different. Nobody is the exact same and how they divide their time does or you, how they can divide their time can you for only, us. Is, does Yoni, she wouldn't work at home. She's, she's looking after the kids. She or? works full-time now as well. Oh, we've, okay. We've got a, an au pair. Oh, brilliant. Who lives with us. Yeah. So do they, um, do they, does that give you the opportunity with Yoni working to take off when you do get home and yeah. do a lot of road trips? That's it. We get around that because Yoni does uh, shift work as well. Oh, beautiful. Um, so, and she only works one in four, I think. One yep. in four weekends. Nice. So a lot of the time we've got long weekends when I'm home. A lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and then we try and divide. We were not up in, not too long ago, we were up in Calvary. Um, a couple of years ago we did that big loop, 2,500 Ks around the southwest. Um, we'll divide, we, we base our trip on time of year. We go north in the winter. And we'll go south in the summer. 
Smart. You're ahead of the game, mate. Usually the grey nomads are doing that. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to be one of them. <laughs> you already are. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I still have to go to work. And, and <laughs> true, true. I can and, I, and I haven't got a $200,000 caravan. Yeah, I know. And some of the caravans you see travelling up this oh, coast are unbelievable. unreal. Like, yeah. It's just unreal. Mind you, but they've just obviously done well. They've done their well in their days and they're happy just sort of being on the road. Oh, that's it. Yeah, you couldn't. T- you wouldn't take anything from them. Nah. Yeah. And those and I, blokes those blokes know those roads better than anybody else. Not only, they're I think mentally and physically they're in better shape. Because oh. they're 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 out of the adventure is just keeping them alive. Well they didn't you know? grow up now. And I'm not just on about kids growing up. We're all growing up all the time, I guess, and society is a bit of a shithole at the minute, isn't it? It's, we're, we're growing up in it in it, it's it's a hard time socially. I I, I agree one hundred percent. You've only got to look at houses. I mean I bought this block a while back and uh, I had all the space around me and then they've been bought out by building companies and yeah. they've put these little... Same. They've just jammed all these people in this Same. area around me and Same. I'm just like, what's going on? I'm yeah. pretty lucky where I bought, uh, it was about four years ago now as well, down in Singleton. But um, I've got a, a big block down in Singleton. It's 750 square metres. <laughs> in Perth, that is a big block. That's, that's massive. That is a that's massive big block. in Perth, yeah. But Where again, I grew up at home, it's a, it's, it's a half, half size. It wasn't too bad when we got there. Mm. We've, um, we had one Woolworths about 10 minutes away. Now we've got four 10 minutes away. Now we've got four Coles 10 minutes away. And now we've got a few uh, Aldi's as well. Well, you know, the, it, it just, just comes felt, to you. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole thing about going down south is... Uh, just move when we came down when we went down there it was to move away from the rat race yeah, yeah. just because I was doing FIFA then and you get that sense of community down there I mean I grew up in a I mean you probably did too you only in, does I yeah. don't I've got friends down there but it's not like you only because I'm away all the time yeah, yeah you know? I, I get it yeah. I still have my mates that I've always had um, but yeah, I'm not as knitted into the community as I'd say as Yoni is. We got good friends down there. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, yeah. I'm not as tied. I'm not as tied to the areas. So you, you obviously, how old were you when you come out from Ireland? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Did you come out for work opportunities or? I came out as a backpacker man. I and just never went. Never went. Never home. went home. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is 27 late to be backpacking, is it, or is it quite normal to be that age? And No, I think it was quite late. I was, um, there was a few people my age and older, but yeah, heaps. Most were early to mid-20s, I guess. Because I get a lot of people are getting that done and out of the way before they have to, all right, now I have to grow up. Yeah. I gave the growing up bit of go and it didn't work, so I said, I got to get out of here. Yeah. And I just wanted to go traveling. And I, I was, I... Always plan to go back home. So where 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 is home? I know you just you were there recently, weren't you? You went back home. Yeah, I was just back, just back a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, we were over in uh, Yoni's from Holland, and I'm from Ireland, obviously. Um, so we spent eleven days in each. I went. I w- went back for a family wedding. Nice. Whereabouts in Ireland? Waterford, southeast. Southeast. Mm. It's uh, as in England. I noticed that you'd only drive through a few counties and there's a major accent shift. I, I feel for the people I've met from Ireland, there's only two to three major 
major accents, or am mm. I completely wrong? You'd, you'd probably be I more perceptive that. to it. Yeah, yeah, Irish yeah. people, I guess, are a bit more perceptive, but I, I probably, we have as more accents in Ireland than I'd say any country in the world. Yeah, That's yeah. a big call. That's a big call, but it's per, as you said, it's perspective as well. Um, you can tell, being being Irish, you can tell where someone is from quite clearly and distinctly. Yep. Several, several different places in Ireland. Yeah. By their accent and their st- standout. Like, I'm completely different to Cork. Cork is, is our next county. Yeah. And then you got Kerry, which is deeper, again, than Cork. And then you go Limerick, um, a similar, but it's losing the depth that they have down in Kerry. And yeah, you then you go up Galway or up the west, totally different accent again. Well, um, yeah, so I was totally oblivious to that. Yeah, and then you go over Dublin. You, that's to be the standout one for you, I guess. Well, I don't know which ones. Like, I, I used to love a series called Father Ted. That'd be uh, more. And Dougal, Dougal was more. Was he a northern? Yeah, no, he's. Uh, that was. Way, like um, it was set in the west of Ireland. Yep. But I'm not sure they're from the west of Ireland. But they gave it a good go. Um, maybe more Midlands. I don't know. Someone might correct me on that. Yeah. But. Now that you say that, I'm actually sort of thinking back to a few of the Irish sort of things that I've, or even people that I know and things I've watched. And there is, yeah, quite a lot of accent shifts. They say there's none in Australia, but as an Aussie, I can tell you there's definitely. No, you've got quite a few. Yeah, but it's very subtle. Yeah, and I'll tell you about um, perspective is when I was over home and I was coming to Australia, I couldn't really tell the difference between an Australian and a Kiwi by his accent. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I know what you're saying. But when I got here, <laughs> it's so easy. It's like, huge, it, yeah. Yeah, it's huge. And, but and then, over, you, and then you, you, you hear that Maori accent as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, so you'll sort of lose that, like, oh, it's a, oh, I don't even want to try to, a, you know, oh, I've been up the East Coast, did that. Really, oh, yeah, bro. Oh, no, I've gone South Africa straight away. But, oh, yeah, bro. But then you've got that, <laughs> oh, bro, she's bloody sweet as I can. I've been hanging out with the Tatangi boys, eh? That's it. Mixing it up and having that hungry sauce. I got, a good, I got a lot of good Maori mates. Yeah. Awesome blokes. I've got every Maori now in Perth wanting to beat me up for doing such a terrible... Hoddy accent, but uh, it wasn't too bad. It's oh, I grew, well, I grew up playing league with a lot, so yeah, <laughs> been around a few, but shit rugby, yeah, <laughs> shit rugby, <laughs> fake rugby, yeah. So, um, so you got out here at 26, and then, yeah, did you was Perth the first place you landed, or you did a bit of Oz? I didn't do any of Oz, I came straight from Perth. Man, I tell you what, um, I've been here 10 years, wow, and I've been to Bali and Thailand and I've been home a couple of times and I've been a few different places I haven't been out of Western Australia yet right but I've been all over Western Australia as you know yeah yeah. you like doing it on your own terms you like I will get jump, over jumping in the car and I will get over east mm. but I'm not in any mad rush has Yoni been over? oh Yoni's done all of Australia a few times when yeah. she backpacked she did it properly yeah I came here and I started working and the Dutch don't sit still for very long well, they move. I've no, you know, they like to be busy, I guess. Ah, mm. uh, cool. Yeah. So we, we, you were out here at 26, you've been here for 10 years. How long was that period then between meeting Peter Ranzullo? Because how, well, how did, actually, that's something I, I know you guys really well, mm. but I actually don't know the story of the Ranzullo 
Bro, the Renzullo Bros. The Renzullo Project. The bros. Because you obviously, I was saying to Pete one day when, when I was listening to your music that I couldn't imagine anyone else fronting that project. It just wouldn't be right. I said, it has to be Kieran. I said, it doesn't matter if you ever got it going again and Kieran couldn't sing in that band for whatever reason. I said, you couldn't call it the Renzullo Project because it just wouldn't sound right, you know, and... And then uh, I, I, I forgot completely to ask him, how did you two collaborate and how did it all come to be? I saw the ceiling come down, come down on you. You saw the meaning shine through, shine through to you. I'm always asking why, oh why, you fly high above me. Just let me know when your feet. Touch the ground Cause then I'll know Where you'll be At least for now When you get caught Up that tree I'll cut you down Then walk away long before you hit the ground. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
when I when I started work in Australia and I went down to um, I went and did a few different places where I did regional work to get my three months to earn my second year. Yep. And when I came back up to the city, you was, oh you were looking for any job, whatever, just something to put piss in your belly and <laughs> um, you weren't too worried about the food in it and uh, pay for your bed. And I started working at this place, APC Storage Solutions. And they made, um, and still do, pa- uh, pallet racking. Oh, yeah, yep. It'd be the blue stuff that you still see around it. Like you ship pallets and you... The, the racking. Oh, I the know. Racks I mean, the racks that they steel, all sit yeah. on. Yeah. And they got, uh, with the orange, the blue and the orange, all blue. Or? Blue. Yep. Yeah, the orange is the competition. Oh, got But it. that was back in the day, I don't yeah. fuck about them anymore but uh, Pete was working there that's where Pete was working and, um, Pete Rensilla was working there yeah what doing yeah they, yeah. he was um, I just can't pe- imagine order picking I can't imagine Pete not doing anything but what he's doing which is producing and filmmaking and yeah but um, <clears throat> I found out soon after that because he left while we were still there and the band was going at that stage that his goal was always to to get to where he's, I still I suppose still going. Yeah. Yep. Um, but that's where we met. Um, and I suppose he said to me, because we always had the radio on, and I used to be just singing away. Didn't think anything. Didn't think anything. I was just singing away, and he did come up to me one day and he goes, uh, "It was first he was making an album for one of those projects that he does, and he was just looking for singers." And he asked me to come. He said that he'd like me to do one of the songs. And I was like, fuck. Was that the one around the campfire? No, no, it was a different one. Okay. Um, it was the one about Skylight. It was uh, That's what it was called, I think. Yeah, I vaguely remember it. But yeah. yeah. Yep. And, well, I was, that, that was, that was huge, huge for me. Because I'd never done anything like that before. I was ne- I've never been in the music industry in any in any sense. Yeah. I was always the drunk guy singing at parties. <laughs> that's that's where I honed all my my skills from. And it was it was um, it was hard for me then because yeah, singing to myself at work is one thing. Um, Knowing you're going to be recorded forever, and you're s- sitting in front of one of these. Yeah, and. Um, it was nerve-wracking to say at least. I we probably went through it a heap, a heap of times more than what he normally would. Um, but that's that's where that all started. All right. Um, and we just became great mates from that as well. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I only just said it about the fact that if you weren't fronting that, it, it that music has for me has got a contemporary sort of Irish sort of feel, but it's. It That's isn't because the guys aren't, and they don't have the the boron, and there's no the the, the tin whistle, and the it's lacking. That's the, that traditional Irish music, but That's the mandolin. Yeah, but I don't. His style can lend to the Irish flavour, but absolutely. But it isn't an Irish music. Yeah, well, it's not a traditional Irish instrument. You know, it's sort no, of, but it's um, it is European, I suppose. But it depends on how you play it. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he he plays it a certain way that can give it that. Yeah, it's got like those Irish sort of jig top chops. But are there it. many people who play it like him? Not that I've come across now. And I, I, I may have told the story on the podcast that uh, I was doing some work with Phil Emanuel, and Phil obviously 
being yeah. well versed and travelled the world and done major things in the music world. Uh, when I said one night, I said I've got a friend coming to play with us tonight, and I was a bit worried because Pete's very lead based on the mandolin, and I thought he sure. might clash with Phil. But Phil said at the end of it, he said he's uh, he's been to Nashville and travelled the world, and and he said to me quietly at the end of the night, he said that that young fellow you got there, mate, he goes bloody bloody good player, he is. Probably one of the best mandolin players I've ever seen in the world. And coming from that guy, it's a big, big call. Yeah, and, you know, I wouldn't be as experienced or know as much as Phil Emmanuel. But um, I always thought that too. Mm. I, in, in just the, the music that I listen to, I listen to more folk, uh, rootsy kind of stuff, and I guess we come across a lot of mandolin in that. I can never hear anything like the way he plays. I'm blowing him up now, but... Yeah. It's just how it is. He's starting to get used to it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> he's, he's, he's copping acc- accolades left, right and centre. But uh, Yeah, and anybody I know who've been to see him have said the same thing. Yeah. And not they're not all geniuses when it comes to music, but an ear is an ear. True. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it was really what you guys had. I mean, I know it's a bit like having Jimmy Page in your band. It helps make Led Zeppelin, but, you know, without... Um, you know, without the rest of the band, it's it's not Led Zeppelin. So without the rest of the guys to it, even James to a degree, I was a bit critical when we taught on James's bass playing, trying to get him out of his shell a bit and and to play the thing, you know, like really play mm. a bass the way I suppose people do. But when I listen back to the recordings and that, he's got a very unique way of playing as well, which yeah kind of added to it as well. It just gave you guys a real fresh sound. And we are going to listen to a bit of the Renzillo Project uh, I think I may have played one or two songs in the past on the show, maybe very early, like yeah. in the first between one and five, like the podcast, but we will be playing a little bit of the music and uh, Kieran that's sitting here right now is obviously featuring very heavily as the vocalist. But uh, yeah, so it's a real interesting story. So you've come out all the way and what was the reaction of if Did you send a couple of albums back home to family and friends? Yeah, of course I did. I sent heaps. Did you? <laughs> I was all over Facebook. I'm a rock star and this and that. I was I was so pumped, you know. It was, yeah. It was all new. To, like, hey, how many people get to make an album? Yeah, true. Record it. Yeah. Record it. It's and such send a good it al- It's a good album. Yeah, I, I actually, I still really enjoy it. I yeah, really it, enjoy it. It gets better with age. So um, I, I listen back to it now and I'm <clears> like, a, I absolutely love it. Um. I think there's more to come. I've heard rumblings. No, I've been speaking to Pete. Mm. Um, no, nah, he. Re- I've I've been in his ear for ages about just even getting another album out. Yeah, there's stuff there. Yeah, the stuff is there. Maybe not all of it, but most of it is there. But you know, there's guys having babies. There's guys breaking legs. There's guys um, making movies. So we're just gonna let we're just gonna let let it happen naturally. Yeah, it'll happen when it'll happen, but I think it's going to happen. The good thing about that music is, is that I mean, if you're doing R and B and you're doing a lot of people rely on on their looks to sell music. I know that sounds so do I, Joy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had that problem. I missed I, I, I missed my very small window. Yeah, I think it was back yeah. in about 1983. Oh, you're looking good though. I had a, I had about a two week window where uh, where I think I think I missed I missed my window, but uh, nah. Um, where a lot of people rely on looks, but the thing with I know, I don't mean this negatively, but the Renzillo project isn't about your image or how you look or what you do. It's it's getting back to the true sense of the music, and it's it's the sound is. We had a kind of an image thing. Um, 
it we we tossed it out. I think it we didn't decide to toss it out. Just um I was pretty particular about how I dress on stage. Um and I just wanted to look and that was just inexperience on my part as well. But um as it came on we just it, it was more about the music and that was all that was all we started to care about. Yeah, yeah. And then as as we progressed when we were on stage, I lost all that shit, the stupid hat. I used to wear a waistcoat and just trying to look... Um, you kind of... Folky, I guess. <laughs> you're sort of ahead of your time because uh, what happened, I thought, was you you guys put out um, your album, Touch the Ground, mm. and then it was only six months later we started hearing all these... Funky bands start to come out. Hundred like, percent. Um, little Lion Man just hit the hit the scene and yeah. went sort of ape shit over the airwaves and all that kind of. And you guys were ahead of the curve there, you know. Like we came out before a lot of those bands. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they were mucking around as long as we were. Oh, for sure. And yeah. they just got the breaks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we were there all that time when all those when that scene was huge. It's kind of died off a little bit, but. Fraction, a fraction, yeah, just a little bit. But I find uh, rock starting to come back mm. at the, right at the minute. It's starting, we're starting to get a bit of a resurgence. Uh, there's a few bands sort of kicking around now that have got that. But you listen to them and they just sound like a Led Zeppelin or a or a Sabbath. They're sort of they're channeling back into that. But it, but when's it <clears throat> when's it going to be okay to start sounding like that again? It's always has been, I think. Yeah, but but people I mean always people it doesn't matter go, oh. what you do, people are going to compare you to somebody. And I yeah, guess well, that's right. I guess that's what Redzilla Project had for me was that you you had I couldn't compare you to anybody. Mm. There was always mumblings we say of Mumford and Sons. I get, but but Mumford, I get it. Mumford and Sons for me, I didn't hear of them till after you guys. You know? Yeah. So therefore, I was going, wow, Mumford and Sons, they just sound like. Just copying the Redzilla Project. Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dirty bastards. I think we actually sent them an album. There was one time, uh, we were just putting it out there, we sent them an album. It never got back to us or anything, but we were looking at the off chance of maybe they were, they were coming to Australia in a few months, in a year, something like that. Looking for a support. Yeah. Um, we found that, uh, or we found who their management was and we sent it direct to them. Never heard, but I'm sure someone has heard it. Yeah. I find, um, just through experience too, that if you sound similar to to an act, a lot of a lot of the acts won't actually take you on as a support. I hear they yeah. they do like a bit of contrast. Yeah, that's right. And they do they they'll never ever put anyone on that's people will turn around and say, "Well, they're as good as, or mm. in some cases, better." You yeah. Know? So, well, um, they never would have said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are pretty good. Muffin Sons are good oh, that. They're awesome. They're coming again soon. They are, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um at the so at the moment you're just you're just sort of pretty well being the family man, sitting on your hands waiting for that moment to when the you know, when it's right to jump the studio again with the boys and Yeah, we're ready to go. And is everyone on board, the the old crew, they're all I haven't spoke to James in a long time. Yep. Um no particular reason. It's just it's, that's that's just life. Pete, yeah, hundred percent. And there was a comment on a Facebook thing not so long ago, and Mike liked it about let's get this show back on the road. Yep. So, well, if James can't do it, I'll I'll put up my hand. 
Yeah. I'd love to play bass. Yeah, I've no doubt he will be able to do it, but yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah, pretty 100%. sure he will be, but I mean, he's, I'd have to try and channel James, actually, with his, his style of playing. He's dancing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was Actually, I played with Mike on Thursday night, and I hadn't seen Mike for a while as well, so we've got that big jack thing that we yeah. sort of put together now and then, and basically it's just a band where we just don't rehearse. We yeah, why not? Just get, get together and play. Yeah, sometimes that'll work better, eh? Well, we've learned we've got ten songs down that we said, look, look, we're only going to play three times a year. Mm. We don't need to be putting out all these new hits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just doing supports for certain bands, and we're just, you know, and it's basically to get together and just to to scratch that itch of us guys playing together. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, and it's it's weird because I actually don't play an instrument in that band, which is I found very hard. I bet. I bet it is. Uh, I guess for yourself. Because it's you, normal. Yeah, because you didn't normally play and then yeah. to get up in front and sing, that would have been quite normal for you. But for me, I've always You're, got a guitar what are you in my do with your hands? Yeah, 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 what am I going to – I just started doing weird things and I was drinking too much. Air guitar. Fucking air guitar. <laughs> There's world championships for those. Just go crazy with the air guitar. Yeah. Problem is, but I don't play the right chords and the boys hate it. Oh, fuck them. Yeah. you be all right. Yeah. Yeah, true. So, uh, yeah, you've got out, <coughs> got out here, mate. Are you, you, you say so you settled here. Have you had to go? You got citizenship. You're here. You're locked in. I am a permanent resident. That's awesome. It's it's pretty much the same thing. The only thing is, the government can cancel it any time. Keneco's in the same boat. My yeah. wife. Yeah. But I, I'm entitled to citizenship at this stage, so I just got to pull my finger out. Yeah. That's all. Just got to do it. I mean, it must be hard to get kicked out. I mean, I know of a person oh, if you, who's a permanent resident and broken the law three times, and they still haven't sort of said to him, "Well," when we're talking major, major things, and okay, and they haven't said to him, "CLA." I was going to say, "What did he they're do?" They're really hot on the deportation at the moment. But, yeah, that's right. But I mean, you're not that guy. You're you're a family man. You're you're a good bloke. There's no. You're not, I, I try my best. Yeah, I've heard stories. Yeah, you're there okay. there are a few. <laughs> Mate, we've been uh, we've. We haven't really seen each other for about four years, but we, we send each other a lot of messages. Yeah. Now and then. You're a sickle. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hey. <laughs> you have issues, my friend. I love them. I love them. Love, that's, the, that's love the issues? I think that's, yeah, I love them too. But it's, have, you got a, have you got a list of people that you can send that stuff yes. to and there's, all right. So and if it, you're on it, that, if you're yeah, on that list. You're on that list, it's all right. You're, you're a top bloke. If, um, have I'm not you, saying you're not if you're not on that list. Have you accidentally <laughs> sent something to somebody Never you shouldn't yet. have? Never oh, yet, thank I, God. I have done that, yeah. No. Yeah, because the thing is, I don't know if you can make, can you actually make a list? Uh, yeah, you can make a list. Groups. A group. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I know you got the group thing, but usually I go down and I just see the send thing and I go, oh, he'll like that, he'll like that. Like, oh, yeah, I do that yeah. too, but <laughs> I've never, I'm pretty careful about that. And you've caught me out a few times. <laughs> Oh, oh, with the morning ones. Yeah, on. so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so they're old. Listen, they're old. School, yeah, there was a there was a heap of uh, stuff like you'll open it up and it's very innocent. It could be like someone like you think someone's going to hit themselves with a baseball bat, like a funny home video, and then about I don't know three quarters of the way through, it's just suddenly as loud as anything. Just go, ah, yeah. Ah, ah. <laughs> and uh, I've been in a few places where the first time you got me because I never, I was oblivious to those. Yeah, I had no idea. And I, but luckily, I think I was just laying in the in the uh, sack with the missus, and 
Ah, oh, that's no good. <laughs> so what are you watching? That's a pity. <laughs> what a waste. Yeah. She didn't even blink an eye. I know people who've opened them on buses and stuff and yeah, it's just, uh, like the the ones that caught me were and they did for a while actually. It was like, a, oh, do you know, we'll say if Conor McGregor was fighting. Oh, Conor McGregor has announced his retirement and there's a video of him. So you yeah. press play and it's just straight in. Order. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so you're a fan, are you a fan of the UFC? Yes. Do you love it? Um, I love it. I'm not very... Um, well, look, what's wrong with watching two blokes pay good money to kick the shit out of each other? I'm not... Um, I'm glad you said that and not watching two blokes get semi-naked and wrestle around with each other in a ring. There's nothing wrong with that either if that's what you're into. <laughs> that's okay. No, but what I mean is um, technically yep. I'm not 100% sure what's going on. Oh, yeah. Like like I'm not familiar with martial arts. Yeah, got it. Which I'm going to get familiar with. I'm going to take it up. I want to take it up. Yep. Uh, just for myself. Yep. I'm not going to be getting into competition but I want to get more in shape. I want to get more in touch with this guy. Yep. And, um, Have you thought about what it was that you want to do? I mean, there's there's a lot of aspects to it, or, or would you just go straight MMA that does it? No, not MMA. No, that's no. no, that's not my game. More a traditional route? Yeah. Or, um, just uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, probably yep. something, along the, something along those lines. Like, the best thing I've learned over the last bit is there's no age limit to martial arts. No. You can start at any time. It's up to you. And I want to get my kids involved. Yep. Because I want. Them, I, I think it's great for confidence. Like um, I don't know if Yoni said anything, but the Dutch have got a massive history of kickboxing. Kickboxing, yeah, yeah, yeah they're huge. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's. Uh, Yoni doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking my head in maybe every now and again, but nothing yeah. that wasn't deserved. There's a, yeah, like there's a a, a huge history of. You know, a lot of the great... I think they're like, like in the top... Ernesto Houston, like you name it, there's, I could rattle off 10 blokes that... Top two or three in the world. Have come like out still. of Holland. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even to speak current ones and that, you've got, um, uh, you know, Overeem and, and he, mm. he's out of there as well. And yeah. You had guys like, uh, as I said, Ernesto Houston, Wrecker, uh, uh, Riker. Then uh, there was also... Um, El Wapo. Uh, mm. yeah, yeah, I'm not familiar with kickboxing. Yeah, but he, he, he was out of there as well. So it's been it's sort of it's been there for ages. So yeah, it'd be nice for the whole family to to sort of tap into that. It's something well, you could do as a family karate. Or, yeah, it or is. BJJ That's right. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a confidence thing. I don't want my girls in competition getting the heads kicked off them. Until they're old enough and they decide that's what they want to do. Yeah, yep. It's pure confidence-based and so that they can actually look after themselves. But it's, it's a, a disciplinary thing too. I that's think right. Just how to be a better person. That's right. It, oh. it, it comes with... I've never really met a martial artist that's a complete dickhead. They've always been very grounded. <laughs> yeah, uh, sh- for sure. You know, like, well, you know, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to actually meet Conor McGregor as a person. Mm. I think it'd be totally different than what you see, than the persona you get across on. Absolutely. I think it'd be like, almost like sitting across from yourself and he'd be very grounded and then yeah, obviously yeah. knows the game. I'm waiting to hear him on Joe, Joe Rogan. Mm. He's never been on. No, I was surprised. I wonder if Brian Cavano will actually hook that up or... I don't know. I think it'd be a, it'd be a big, 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 big podcast. Yeah, it'd be great. It's... This, you know the show is massive enough as it is but 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he's never been on that. I, I think Joe would say himself that he's never chased anybody. So he's wait he'd waiting for Conor McGregor to ring him and say, Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Stack's podcast, I need to it's, it's a bit di- it's a bit different. Joe's probably got the largest podcast on the planet. Yeah, you get there. <laughs> and I'm still trying to build mine up a little bit, but yeah. uh one thing I like about That's why you get superstars on. Oh yeah, well I have got you in and, and the appearance <laughs> fee is it's fair. It's it's well, a, it's well, a it's a fair fee, so. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, um, are you thinking, uh, once you're back into the roster and that, have you ever thought about uh, if this band takes off again and, I mean, everyone, do you have dreams of making, are you just happy just, I guess like I am now, I'm not, I've got no dreams of being the next superstar, but I just enjoy the fact that I get to go out and play music like it's, Kind of fill the void for rugby league for me. Like for years, I live for the weekends where I go out and play footy. But mm. when I gave that away, music kind of filled that hole for me, and it just gave yeah. me time well, with the lads and go do something away. This working away for me has um, killed it quite a bit because I started off in four and ones. They went and did a few three and ones. Now I'm down to two and ones. And as I said, this works right now for me. Yep. Uh, my home life. Yep. But it kills everything else. And we are going to get out of FIFA eventually. Yeah. Um, well, just I can say it. Uh, I want to start my own glamping business. Nice. That's what I was doing down south. Lamping. Glamping. Oh, glamping. Yep. Yeah. All right. So. That's take, that's the big that's the big plan. Could you buy a property and perhaps set up a camp, or would yeah. that be an option? Or yeah, that's 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 the plan. Yep. I know there's a market for it because I've been doing it for long enough. Yeah, the camping that is. Yep. And you just got to be better than the rest. I went down to Cowram up a few years back and there was a place down there. I can't remember off off the top of my head what it was called, but they had like uh, Indian teepees. Yes. In the in the field. That's what we're going to do. But we're going to have it in a wooded area. Yeah, nice. Mm. Yeah, and they had the yeah the teepees and the <coughs> obviously common toilet showers like you would yes. a caravan yep. park. Yep. But it was a real unique feel to the team. <laughs> mm. <coughs> Swallowed a wasp, and uh, yeah, it was it was beautiful, really yeah. nice place, you know. Like yeah, I would say we're we're in the, we're looking now. We're we're nearly ready to go. We're we can't afford it, but we're nearly financially ready for it. Yep, can't afford these kind of things. Nobody can afford. Well, I wish I could afford these kind of things, but yeah, and I think I think you've got to bite bite the bullet sometimes. That, I was just about to say that. I think if you sit there and say, well, we can't afford it, you may never do it because yeah, you, that's you're holding right. yourself back through. Well, I tell you. You have to take that that risk. of, And the thing is, you've got you've got a beautiful wife and great kids. You, you've got, and they're always going to be there, so yeah. you don't need anything else in life. You take a punt, you know. That's right. Yeah. No, it's something that we've talked about for quite a while. And, um, you know, if, when I move down south, there's a lot of mines down south that are in driving distance. Yep. Um, some of them do the two and one, but you're home every night. Yeah. You know, and you still get your week off. That that's living. True. Well, if you got to work, that's yeah. the way to do it. Yep. You still earn the good money. What's your take on society these days? Do you think we're losing something? And you see a lot of young kids and a lot of people divorcing. Yeah. Um, it's through the roof, the rate at the moment. Um, but I think a lot of the pressures are people lose touch because like you're saying they 
they, they're up at like my brother used to get up at five thirty in the morning and not get home until seven thirty eight o'clock at yeah. night, and then try to be a dad. You know mm. what I mean? And then and then come weekends, he didn't get the rest he needed because he was putting everything into his his boys, and yeah. it was kind of you just see that. For me, it was just like this. Life shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't. And we I, work too much. Yeah. Uh, but we've got no choice right now. If you look back um, back in the 70s, I guess, if you want to go back that far, you could have one person working in a home full time and you'd own your house and you'd be wealthy. I know. What? Yeah, it should be like that. I mean, the now, fact that you've got two people working and may never own your own home. And you're struggling, your life, struggling yeah. to survive on we, two incomes. Yeah. What's, what's gone wrong? Yeah, I think it's just greed. I don't know. It if it's is greed. greed. It is if it's capital greed. Yeah. Um, why do houses have to be nearly a million dollars? You know, like why do they have to be that? Yep. When when when, you, when ideally you look at a house and it's put together with sand and mortar. Yeah, that's right. Which is such a cheap commodity. Mm. Like it's, you know, and the problem is, is because the builders need to make certain amount of money to to survive because through a crash because they're in whatever. the same boat that that we are. You That's know? right. It's just it's a it's a big nasty circle. It uh, it all comes down to how a country is run. Yeah. That that's for me. Is there I a, think. Is there a country but that's doing it cheap? That's doing it. Yes. Okay? Have you been to Holland? Yes. Because they're 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 doing okay, aren't they? They're one of the. I'm pretty sure. I don't know how they're doing it economically, it, but they you you walk around, drive around, cycle around mostly Holland. Yeah, Holland's doing pretty okay. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm sure, sure it's got its own the, problems. There's a few, oh, like most have, but the, I'm sure that they're one of the few countries in that Northern Europe sector that all the ones got above shit, them. They got their shit together. All the ones above them got their shit together as well. Yeah, the Scandinavian countries, Norway in particular. That, mm. I mean, they they refused to join the EU and a, mm-hmm. and a few other things, and they're, they're better for it. There's a, there's a lot of models out there, but we just refuse to follow them. I think we got the wrong people in charge, not just here, in in a lot of Western countries. This uh, European Union is a joke. Well, I think we're being led by capital greedy guts, as you know what I mean. So, yeah, I mean, America kinds to lead Australia Big by time. the hand wherever yeah. we and whatever we do. Mm-hmm. Financially, I, I don't know if we owe money to America or what, but it just seems to be that we're all just—it's horrible. America right? probably owe you guys money. They owe money to everybody, so yeah. they just go to war, pay all that off. Yeah, they'll never catch up. That's that's what, they rely on war. That's why there's so many wars. What's your take on uh, the amount of people on the planet? Oh, look. Do you think it's sustainable or do you think it's it's it's, it is, it's it, part the cause of the problem? It is sustainable. When you look at that like something ridiculous like 5% owns more than the last 50%. Yeah. Then it is sustainable. Yeah. Look at these continents that are empty. Australia is empty. Like as sort of 20, 22 and a half million people, 25, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I know the, the, the inside is dry and all, but it's not as if there's a lack of space. No. Like all these places... Africa, huge place as well, like with a heap of, and this one, I guess, that's the poorest continent. But um, when you look at these guys with all these, that have all this wealth, there's a lot can be done there if people just, uh, 
what I would sound like. Group together and just take them out. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> I'm sure there's a movie about that. Yeah, it seems to be that... Uh, it's greed. It just comes down to greed. It boil, yeah, it just boils down. And it's a human... Uh, greed is number one. And religion... I think they're all they're all subsidies of greed. Yeah. Everything is a subsidy of greed. Yeah. Greed is... He's your evil man right there. He's the devil. Yeah. And the thing with greed... And I guess... Someone said to me, "What's, what do you find, if you could have anything on the planet, what would it be? And of course, I love my family, as, mm. as you would say that too, like you just want your family. And then, But if, if, if I could control anything or, or have anything at beck and whim, it would be time. Yeah. And I've said that before on the podcast where just we're all on a clock. Mm-hmm. And... Time's the thing that you just sort of think, well, if I could control one thing, it's like I want so much more time with. And that's been taken away from a lot of people and it gets back to the original question where, you know, like there's people are losing their fathers, families are breaking down because there are FIFO people being dragged away to They can't spend enough time at home. They can't, yeah. Um, And why we have to work so much, as I said, and how much it costs to live now, that is a major problem in, in the breakdown. Of the family unit. Yeah. We're spending way too much time away from our loved ones, like generally. Yep. Um, we work too much. And I think it was all a part, like if you want to go down the conspiracy theory route, it was it was all a part of the big plan to make us that busy that we don't care really what they do. We've too much on our plate to care what the governments are up to. I've never thought of it like that and it's just hit me like a hammer. With what you just said. That, yeah, well, that's... That makes so much sense that, that perhaps if they keep us like that, then we won't... We're too busy. We're we too won't. busy to give a shit. Yeah. Lots of people give a shit, but not enough. And it, people can't help it. They're just, they are too busy. And then the, the little time they have, they got to put into their families. Yeah. Yeah, that's really... One, it's deep, but it's just so true. It's... Uh, you can go. You get you get home, don't bed. you? And you're just like God. It's like hey, shower the kids, get them into bed, and then you're zonked out yourself, and it's another day. Yeah, that's another day gone. Yeah, and I guess that's why it's important too to to have healthy. I mean, if we have to do it, and unfortunately we it can't be you and me saying I'm not doing it anymore. But if you can take that and control it, and if you had that down south, like I'm I'm a hundred behind you hundred percent. I really hope you do that because mm. I think. You'll be one of the few people on the planet that get to control their lives. You know, yeah, it's a, there's so much it's more a to it. Yeah. It's, it's a goal. Yeah, if you can if you can control that, I like I'm in no um, under no illusion that I'm going to have to work for a good while. Yep. But the main goal, like it's seasonal as well. Yep. It's a camping is seasonal, especially down south. Um, although there's camp, there's tourism all year round but it peaks where you're going to make most of your money and it's a dream it's a it's a dream but it's not a pipe dream anymore it's we're actually down physically looking at places that we can potentially afford yeah that we're we're, we're nearly there we've got we've got the banks backing as well in some of them and that's another that's so another greedy best what roughly how many acres for what kind of money do things go for down there or well, I'm looking at around sixty hectares, and you're talking three, four hundred thousand. Wow! Yeah, 
That's a is, is there anything built on that? And is that with one of them had a house on it? Yep. Um, some uh, one of them had a shed on it that's you could live in. Yep. It's plumbed and everything until yep. your house was built. That's why the guy originally built the shed because yep. that was going to be his shed. It was the easiest thing to build. He's got it set up to live in while he built his house, but he never got to that stage. He just wanted to sell for whatever reason. Yeah. But the shed is there ready to live in while your house has been built. Yeah, and I guess you could build your own house in your own time and yeah, put a lot of thought and fun into it. Well, one of them is a um, beautiful little house, self-sustained home. It's off the grid, um, everything. Um, really small, but it's a two-bedroom and it's got a a bathroom and um, a living area and a kitchen. The girls get to an age where they probably love their own little cottage out off the house, you know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It'll be a granny flat eventually. Yeah. And we're, when we've got you guys coming over, it'll be a place for you guys to yeah. stay. That kind of thing. I dare say I'll end up, if you ever pull that trigger, I'll dare say I'll end up coming down for a week or two at a time and helping you build. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> we were saying. It's, um, we don't see a lot of people now. We catch up with our mates all the time, but... I think we'll see our mates a lot more if we're living in a place like that. Because yeah, it's true. a break for them. It's a getaway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's uh, a little bit like the cool-up setup that we've got. It's. Uh, I want to see it. Doug and Polly's Farm, we call it. Yeah, and everyone just goes down there and it's, it's, you know, instead of paying money to go up north or something to sort of be with other people and you're surrounded by other people and governed by rules, you go to their, and it's their own place. Do you go down there go. with guitars? How, how often do you do that? Did you go down there with the gu- two, yeah, guitars? Two, two or three times campfire? a year. Yeah, they'll get a few bands down and it's campfires and no, like it just, you don't have to be in bed by two or anything like that. It's Thanks for telling me. <laughs> I've, been, I've actually been saying to Pete for ages. I said, I've been trying to get Pete and Dean down to do a trio thing down there and Pete's always got a million things on and when I was with Blackjack, it wasn't right, the right music for them. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But it's yeah, a, but you were a, always you were always dabbling in the other thing as well. So yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, so, but this is um, and for the last few years, I've been flat out with the studios down in Joondalup, and it's been a real godsend to get rid of them and just to have my own in the in yeah. the off the side of my place. You know, so mate, this place is amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty. Happy I said with it. uh, the, it's 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 really professional now. Even as we sit here, it's like. You know, as I said, it's like I feel like a rock star. I I didn't want to make it. <laughs> I wanted to to be because I wanted to pay tribute to the rock garage that I had. Mm. I don't know. If I you never got, saw it. Yeah, that, you no, never got it. No. Um, and it kind of had this sort of feel to it, like it was. Mm. So I wanted to pay tribute and make it like because I miss that place. But mm. it 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 burnt my soul because I mean I'd turn up and I'd do some weeks I'd I'd do eighty hours and make one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Which was great. I loved it. I didn't begrudge being there at all. But it, it with, wasn't, a, with, it a ba- wasn't, with a baby on the way. It wasn't financially viable. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I just couldn't do it. So, yeah. But this place is mint. Uh, it's, uh, it's got everything I need just in a in a little room and just uh, happy doing the podcast and, yeah, it's great. No, it blew me away when I walked in and said I've been following you on Facebook, but it doesn't do it any justice. Sponsored by Apple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know why I, I had a person walk, nearly walk through the door. Yeah. So I had to, I had to put them on. You had them left over from the last laptop you bought. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah, I've, I've got four Apple laptop, uh, t- 
two Apple laptops and two desktops. Isn't it amazing the amount of people that walk into those? I like some of the videos you see on YouTube yeah. of people like going to escape from something. And I've seen people. Yeah, I've seen people do it. And just knock themselves out through mm. the glass and you know, or just or just get the door the wrong way. I think a door's open and yeah, it's amazing. I don't know if it's because you see through it, your brain doesn't register. Yeah, or they're just dumb bastards. Maybe both. both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's very impressive. Mate, I want to. I want to before before we wrap up. I want to just quickly dive back because you are from Ireland and I, you, you're the first guest I've ever had on the podcast. I've had some guys from Brazil and and I've always asked them a bit about about their home and all that kind of stuff. And I've I've got these things in my head, but I like to hear your perspective in that. Like Waterford, where you are. I mean, I I've always sort of looked at things from Ireland and I've got these weird perceptions and, and I, I guess you can correct me on a few of them. One is the travellers I want to talk about in Ireland. Are they, is there a particular part of Ireland where they're really prevalent or are they all over? They're, they're all over, but yeah. there is particular places where they're very prevalent, yeah. Yeah. There's I, like, there's towns, a, a town in particular. Where I don't want I don't want to actually name it. I don't yeah. just because I might be wrong. Yep. But there is a town, but I might have the name wrong. Yep. Where it's all travellers. The whole town is settled travellers. Is that where you're seeing a lot of these feuds come from? Like you've got the, you know, like the, jo- awesome, the Joyces and the, yeah. the big old Joe Joyce video clips. Is he yeah. still? Is he still? Kicking? He's still going. Is he? Yeah. I, I just see the same video as you do. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I guess it's not nor it's not even normal news at home. We don't get that. All oh, the Joyces are at it again now. Oh, it doesn't make news. No, 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 it don't. So it's all kind of hush hush over there, is it? Or, um, yeah, it's not a big deal. I think they just um, they do what they do, and there's there's lots of awesome travellers. Yep. And like, there's lots of awesome settled people. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking douche settled people. There's yeah, a lot true. of douche travellers. Yeah. And I suppose just because they're a smaller community. The uh, the dickheads stand out a little bit more, mm. and because they're um, plus they're putting it out there on. With yeah, the, they don't do themselves any favors. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I've got. Do this. you understand them? Well, I've, I I actually do. Yeah, I've, yeah. yeah it I took struggle a bit, sometimes. It took a bit. To, <laughs> but what the thing I find humorous in it, and I probably shouldn't, because if I go over there, that you know, like I'd, I'd probably be get caught laughing at the wrong bloke and end up. You know, on the on the end of a couple, but um, just I, I know they're all about family pride and all this kind of stuff, but they just take it so seriously. Like it's yeah, yeah, they need to chill out a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like yeah, who's the strongest? Who's the toughest? It's like primary school. But it's funny because where I grew up on the east coast, there was kind of that mentality as well, mm. and I was sort of. I'm, I sort of am glad to be out of there. Like, yeah. You go back home now and it's, you got young blokes sizing you up and it's like, dude, I'm, I'm here to have a few beers, yeah. catch up with a couple of yeah, old mates yeah. and that, you know, like it's, it's, but you, you get Isn't that. Isn't shit the way it happens? Yeah. yeah. It happens and, quite a bit. And the, the other one, the myth that's in my head that I, I'd like to dispel is Whenever you walk into an Irish pub, is there always someone in the corner playing a fiddle and, and is there live music going on, not on a stage sense, but in a... It depends. It's very common. It depends. Um, there's pubs. that That's what they do. Yep. All the time. Yep. 
and when we go back on holidays that's where myself and you only go I have some photos of exactly what you're talking about awesome. that I'll show you when we're done yep. of just a group of musicians sitting in a corner and we're sitting with them yeah you know you're sitting with them and yeah that that happens that's so they sing traditional songs that you would know yeah yep yeah and after a while people start singing and joining in with them you get people coming down from all over and that's one thing we lack I find in Australia is that even the couple of my English mates too they've got songs that they just know mm. yet if you ask an Australian to sing someone that everybody knows it's authentically Australian you're going to get once a jolly swagman and yeah. there's like two you know and it's maybe that one and you know uh, that's you know. that's a that's a strictly Irish thing you don't get that in Irish pubs around yeah. the world. I've been in a few. Yeah. You don't get it. That's no. No, and I've been to a few Irish pubs throughout the world too. I've been to some some Irish pubs in Japan and mm. it's they're just a sta- they're, they're, it's like they've tried to it's just marketed as an Irish pub because it's cool. Yeah. And then we'll do a few Irish beers and it's like, oh, come in, this is an authentic Irish pub. But There's heaps of that goes on. Yeah. Heaps. Yeah. I mean, we've got them in Perth, at Finnegan's in Perth, another one, for example, mm. so... Um, I think all of them in Perth are an example of that. Yeah. You know, there's, I remember it's closed now, but Rosie O'Grady's down in um, Frio. Yep. On Sunday there, they used to have Irish dancing and all, and that was really good. Yeah. We used to go there quite a bit. Uh, because of the vibe. Yep. Um, so it was the closest thing you've seen outside of Ireland? Yeah, it was. I would yeah. say that was it, like, for for atmosphere and that. Yeah. If, if you're looking in the traditional sense. Yep. Oh, very good. Yeah. Did you grow up um, playing any of the traditional Irish sports, the Gaelic football? Yes. Or, or was it the... I played everything. Did you? I played everything. Yeah. I um, I suffered burnout at a really young age. Yep. I had to give a heap up. Um, yeah, I played hurling, played football. I was a national handball champion, travelled. Did hurling derive from Ireland or was it sort of... Because... Uh, What's the American one? No, um, it's it's out lacrosse. Completely different. It's miles. If, different. if anything, yep. Lacrosse was derived from hurling. Hurling right. is because hun- I thought lacrosse thousands from, of years older. I thought it was a, a, a American Indian sport that sort of because in Australia we've got um, a game called uh, oh shit, it's just escaped my mind. Um, bung, uh, but uh, ah, 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 I'm gonna edit it and put it in. Yeah, just explain it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mangrook, M A R N G R double O K, Mangrook. Never heard of it. So it's an Aboriginal word, and it's a, they used to take the the belly out of a kangaroo or a wombat, and they'd fill it full of straw and stuff like that, and stitch it up so it was like a footy. Yeah, and then they'd kick it in the air, and it was just taking marks. Whoever could leap up and grab it. Oh, okay, and they'd just do that over and over and over again, and yeah. it was just a game they play called Mangrook, and that kind of the the Irish Gaelic footballers came out to Australia and went, oh, yeah, and they started playing a bit of their game, but then watched how the Aboriginals were taking these marks and and playing this mangrook type of game, and then that kind of all developed and rolled into Australian rules. Well, that's I've heard a completely different story of how Australian rules came around, and maybe that one is right. This is one I heard was... Uh, when all the prisoners came over here back in the day and uh, all the screws, they they used to play Gaelic football inside in the prison, yep. but the screws didn't want them playing Gaelic football because it was Irish and they wanted to piss them off. 
So they gave him a rugby ball and they played Gaelic football with a rugby ball. Now that's how I heard Australian rules came around. Yeah, they're both uh, pretty valid. It'd be interesting to find out which yeah. ones which ones actually the They might they both might have contributed. Yeah, and I'm sure that there was a a meeting where they sat down and they wrote out the rules to Australian football and Yeah. Yeah, but Mangrook yeah, it finally came to me. We've tried marking in Gaelic football. They trialed it. It didn't work. No. No, different. Your your you guys need it. So once you take the ball, you have to keep moving. You go. You? Yeah, yeah, you go. But our pitch is a lot smaller than yours. Yeah. Is it a soccer pitch? A similar size soccer pitch is smaller. It's bigger than a soccer pitch. Yep. But similar size, same shape. Yep. And the hurlings played on the same field? Same field, same yeah. field, yeah. And are the goals the same in hurling? And football. The yep. goals are the same, yeah. Yep. The scoring is the same, exact same in, in both games. Oh, right. So you're just different. It's the movement and the balls, the, uh, the movement is implemented differently. And you got a stick. you got the same amount of players on the field. Yep. Same positions. Um, different ball. And one of them you got a stick. Scoring is the same. Is take taking this somebody with a what's the hurling stick called? Like it's a hurley. It's a hurley. A hurley. Yeah. Oh, right, because I remember hurley hockey sticks. Yeah. Was the brand. Yeah. So it's called a hurley. It's called a hurley. And they're a little bit different to hockey stick, aren't they? They've got like yeah. a blade. Yeah, it's um yeah, it's round at the bottom and it's got a little point at the top. It looks like we used to use them as guns when we were playing cops and robbers. Ah, oh, cool. It looks like a rifle if you hold it like that. Yeah. A toy one, obviously. But Yeah, right. That's so you can pick up the it's ball. Got a sight, it's got a sight at the top. If you run with the ball, you have to sort of balance it don't you, on the... Yeah, yeah. And that it's takes same. You can. You're only allowed three steps. Oh, okay. With it in your hand. Oh, yep. So you can run all day with it on your stick. Yep. So it depends on how skillful you are and how good you are at that. You can run the length of the field. And when you were playing, what... What was your position? Were you in the full back? Yeah. Actually, I progressed later on into into the forwards. I actually realised that I was pretty good at it, but I spent my whole life as a kid playing um, full back. And is the ball quite hard, like a cricket ball? It's not as hard as a cricket ball. Yeah. But it's it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Not as so, hard as a cricket ball. So if you get whacked in the head, you still feel it. You feel it. You <laughs> feel it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's right. it's um. It's bound twine inside it, like really, really, really tight with a with a leather oh, yep. finish on it. Yeah, similar. So for, I guess the difference between that cricket ball inside the cricket ball, you got to you start with a piece of cork. Yeah, I I'm, I'm pretty sure we start with a piece of cork as well. Then yeah. bind it, yeah. and then the leather over the top and the stitching and the yeah, yeah, right, interesting. So it'd have to be wonderful. Yeah. A, a cricket ball is is much harder. Yeah, mm. probably less. Twine. But you don't want to get a, a slitter, it's called. Yep. You don't want to get one of those in the face. No. <laughs> They're now it's compulsory to wear helmets anyway. Oh, really? Not back in my day. Yeah. 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 I suppose with this day and age of insurances and all the bullshit. Yeah. You just look after someone when they've had their head knocked off, you know? Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it wasn't a huge problem because no. you spent years learning how to perfect your defensive skills I guess as well as don't get me wrong people got hurt for not wearing helmets and there's probably less people getting hurt now because of helmets Yeah, but it wasn't a huge problem if you get a few stitches you, you get up and you get on with it um, but serious injuries they weren't a big problem and although it's sort of 
did you was there ever a cross continental game? Did you ever take on the lacrosse guys and sort of no. mold a game? We do you know, a lot like to do game with the, was with, it international with, rules where they take yeah, Australian rules yeah. and no, we never. They're they're not they're not that close. Yeah, they're not even that close. Yeah, right. Um, Scotland have one. Oh, okay, and we do a crossover with them. Yep. It just seems to be a Gaelic thing. Um, we play them every year in a crossover. Huge? Is it massive? Uh, it could be bigger. Yeah? I quite like it, but um, yeah, it's not big news. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so, it's interesting hearing about um, just little daily things. I mean, we all get a, an idea of what a country's like, and we can Google everything, but it, to hear someone actually talk about it that's been there yeah. and done that, you know, I could talk cool. about it. I could talk about it all day. You know, I do love it. I yep. love home. I do love home. Yeah, but I love here too. Yeah, I'm living here, and this is where I want my kids to grow up. What's the best place you've seen in WA? Which is which is the number? Give me your top three. Oh, your top three. Like, and we're talking location. So, you yeah. see, there's there'd be different reasons because I've worked in different places and then I've holidayed in different places. Mm. I really, really like Broome. Yep. And I'll never forget that song, Broom Time. And sometime I look it up, and I don't get your version, Joy. But, uh, and it just brings me back there from that time. And I guess... I've never recorded it. I need to no, record it. Yeah. yeah, we did a... It just brings me back to that tour. That's the only time I was up there. But what fun did we have up there? Oh, it was a good tour. It was no one's business. <laughs> I still... And just to digress for a minute, we... Uh, so the story is, is that uh, the Renzillo Project were formed... And we're doing a, a WA tour. And Pete asked me, he said, look, we need someone to do a bit of an opening act. And then um, look at, we need hand with sound. And plus we could do, a, we could just, you know, you're interested in coming. And I said, oh, I'd love to. Now, the only regret I've got of that tour is that I sold a boat that I had to buy that van. Um, to Didn't go, know that. To go, yeah, I, I sold and I had a, a cracking boat. And I kind of, I miss that boat to this day because I haven't been allowed to buy another one since I married my wife who can't stand the ocean. <laughs> but the problem was I had a boat and no car, so how was I going to get it to the water? doesn't matter. <laughs> so you got friends who have a car. Had a beautiful boat. But anyway, um, so I sold that and I bought the van, which was great because I decked it out uh, with my rape dungeon, I think you boys called it. It was basically a cage to protect the uh, the guitars from getting stolen. <laughs> the only one getting raped in the, was you, I think. <laughs> So, and uh, you were the only one in there. Yeah, so I'd, I'd, they'd, they'd go sleep in the wherever they were staying, and no. I'd often stay in the yeah. in the van. But which is it was a cracker tour, and I, I didn't really know Kieran, and I didn't know James that well. I knew Mike a little bit, and uh, so it was a good chance to um, get away. And if you look online, there is something where we're all together on the first night. Yeah, and I believe Pete's made a he's made a travel video, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, we it? made it back then. Yeah, I'll yeah, have to. F- I don't even know what it's called. No, nah, I'd have to try and find it. And but, but it had all those scenes from that Irish pub and all. I'll, I'll well. link it. I'll awesome link mates. it if you want to find it. I will find the video and I'll put it on the the Stacks Podcast Facebook page and I will link that video to it. So we did Copperhead. You did Copperhead Road that night. Yeah, we sat there and played. Like, I think the longest version of Copperhead Road in history, uh, but uh, probably the most awesome version. It was. It was an absolute cracker C- cover just, version. Yeah, just sat down and played played that song and that was just it was just that kind of set the tone for that tour and geez there were some funny moments on that tour for me the that the whole condom thing with uh, the dark horse that and was so good that <laughs> was I, so I didn't good. have a clue yeah I thought you would have been the, the wisest person to that <laughs> no, 
I walked in. I was the one that came out. Went, uh, fellas, I think we've got a dark horse here. Or the dog. You remember the dog? <laughs> Fuckers. Yeah. Not the, the dog on the way home. When yeah. I was when we were sleeping inside in your mate's place, and you left the dog in in the morning. Oh. And yeah. I was asleep. I forgot about that. Oh. Okay, so we've we've stopped at um, Northampton on the way back, and Reg and Shaz are on a, a like a retreat, and I'll, we used to use it when I was a tour guide. So I called in and said, "Oh, we're coming through, and that you know, like they, I think they said." 20 bucks to stay or something for the lot of us and, mm. and then when I went to give it to them they wouldn't take it um, <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so we've stayed in these caverns and uh, they had a little pup and I didn't know I've accidentally locked the pup it was inside he was it. wild <laughs> we'd had a big night the night before Kieran's snoozing and what was the dog what, you tell the story the dog come up and it was like a terrier no you you no, left him in you no, left him into the room well fox te- he, he, like um, yeah a terrier, I don't know. A fox one. terrier, yeah. yeah. And he was wild. He was, he was running everywhere. He'd be jumping up on everybody and we're like, hey, go away. But in the morning, you left him into the room and closed the door. Oh, no, you didn't close the door, but you made sure. And he jumped up in the bed. I was still asleep. And, uh, you know, in Australia, it could be anything. <laughs> it frightened the shit out of me. I jumped out of my, clear out of my skin. Yeah. What did you jump up and start licking your face and then you were just... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was a moment where uh, Salve uh, de Crescito, he, uh, he was driving up on the uh, on the tour and he would fall asleep. And it was about 40 degrees at some of the places we started to hit. And mm. he would not he would not wind down the window. My aircon had packed it in. It was blowing <laughs> hot air. And I'm just going, I've got to put down the window. Sal's like, no, no, no. Can you, leave, can you leave the window up? And I'm just thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. And I turned around at the end of the day and I just said, just jokingly, is it because you don't want to mess up your hair? And and he goes, yeah. <laughs> and I thought he was taking the piss. And then I said to him about five minutes later, are you, are you serious about the hair? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, he goes, I don't want to get that wind hair where my hair looks stupid. So we've got to sit in this car with fucking salve. 40 degrees. 40, 40, 45 degrees by the time you've sort of got glass and all that sitting behind it. Because he doesn't want to mess up his he's, hair. He's another man that I've been meaning to catch up with. Is he gone yet? He's still around? Um, he's. I think he's back in Perth at the moment. He's in Perth at he's the moment. He's always doing he, something along the music he's looking, scene. He's looking to go back to LA. He's one of the best drummers I've ever seen oh. and doesn't want to play him. Wants to front a band. and uh, That's, that's day, understandable too. Rock, he but does. he does well at that too. Yeah. Mm. So, But every time he's got a gig on, I'm away. Yeah. That's just how it's been rolling. No, we need to put together a, uh, a night where we all, all catch up. But I think that was on the card soon too. Mike was talking about that. Yeah, no, well, it's got to be. But see, everybody's always got something. Yeah, well, Christmas. It's hard. Christmas, no excuses. I, I could be working. We work around you. You're the only one that's doing that shift, so. Yeah. I ain't making a movie. Uh, he's he's fine. We'll get, we'll get hold of him. I was meant to be in that. I felt I let him down. I talked to him afterwards about it. It was just my work. My work caught me out. It was only a small part, but I was I was so looking forward to it. I, I wanted to give it a go. But um, I'm sure there'll be many more. Yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of writing a, a film called The Riff, which I'd love for him to direct it. Oh wow! What's, yeah, so what's it about? Is it a secret? Um, I'll show you. I'll show you a bit of it. Like, oh, oh, actually, cool. the wife's taking the computer with all the. It's all on it. Oh, okay. She's taking the laptop, but I can tell you about it. Yeah, basically, it's about a uh, a guy who sells his soul to the devil. Um, 
who Led Zeppelin. gives him the <laughs> yeah yeah sells his soul to the devil and he gives him a riff and it makes girls like <laughs> right I love so he plays it and the girls just go and that's the Beatles had it and yep. the other bands that's why they all used to scream and carry on mm. they weren't screaming like in delirium because they'd seen rock stars they're all like the whole thousands in the crowd were having simultaneous orgasms so. That's what the riff does to the girl. So he sells this thing to him, and then, but what happens is he he meets a girl who's a, um, and he starts to, to learn that he can have any woman he's, he wants. And then the whole thing of the story is he meets a girl that doesn't work on, mm. and she doesn't like him, and he thinks there's something special about this girl. So he actually has to get her by being himself, not being able to. Is it a perform black? This is it magic. a comedy? Yeah, Black comedy? Very, very much a comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of it's got that sort of Adam Sandler type, um, Zucker Brothers type humor about it, but mm. but with a story, and then but that also ties into how you've only got to the age of twenty seven to if you sell your soul to the devil, then you only you can only live to twenty seven because. He's got your soul. I think it's a 10-year deal, is it? Really? Well, if you're 17, it's a 10-year deal. But if you're – he was 23 at the time. Yeah. So he's only got – you know, he's only got um, four years. Yeah. And he realises that, hang on a minute, all the people that have got the riff all died at 27, Mm. the 27 club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Therefore, I have to try and reverse it. And he figures out a way – and I'm going to say it because, you know, we've got four listeners. But (laughs) – he, he he learns that, <laughs> and I'm li- one of them. <laughs> by listening by listening to polka, it re- can reverse the spell. Okay, polka of all things. Of all things, yeah. That's 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 um, it's an interesting subject. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's got a really good interesting hook, but then it's got stupidity all around it. Mm, no, but the the real idea behind that whole selling your soul to the devil and that uh. Like Led Zeppelin and the Beatles did it, and they touched on it in the Pick of Destiny, didn't they? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. Well, I don't believe in the devil for one. So, as I said, devil is greed. He's yeah. not. He's not a being. Yeah, and that's my belief. But yeah, the music industry is a weird place. Yeah, it's uh, if you get into the the nuts and bolts of, and I think to to get to a point where you are a superstar I think would be one of the loneliest places to be would you give it a go no done no I I'm, I love the fact that I've tasted touring and I've seen what glam bands do behind the scenes mm. and I've got to do a little bit of that and the fact that I can control my music and I've got this place yeah. Having this place has really answered all my uh, – well, it's kind of it's, – it's taken away all my wants and needs because I've got everything I need right here. I, I, for me, performing in front of thousands of people, I've done it a couple of times mm. in my life where there's been, you know, 15, 20,000 people yeah. out in front of us and um, as a support with other bands and it's been great. So I got to do that and see what it was like. But when we came backstage, we were just – the support group, um, but then I seen how people were with. The, no one was real. The, here's the thing: what I'm trying to say. No one was real to the people, 
they'll reel with us because we're the support group. Yeah. All the people around, surround the managers, the the the, the tech crew, the um, the even the the guys getting people from A to B in a van. You know mm. what I mean? Like they were. They were real to us and they were just like, oh, hey, man, how you going? Yeah, good. Oh, it's good. But then as soon as the stars walk through, they become somebody else. And I right think on. to be surrounded with by people that aren't themselves would be – it's no way to be. It would be horrible. Is that normal? I th- it, yeah, it is in the industry. Like, are, you, are you in some sort of um, control if you're like an independent artist? I think the closest to somebody who's super famous – and in control of it would be someone like John Butler, who has his own independent label. Oh, big time. Mm. But has the ability to perform and people want him throughout the world, but he does it on his terms. Mm. Um, when he wants to not tour, he doesn't tour. Yeah. So the big record groups, when they say you've got to do this and, the, and they pressure it. Now, the thing is people do shut down and they take drugs to get away from it and all that kind of – but you have executives in, poking people in the ribs going, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Do, 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 produce, produce. Well, that's it. And I was thinking and that's, like. They're the people you see flip out and do the drugs because to have that all the time, you just If you're independent and you're good enough, you get away from that. Yes, yeah. But that's, you've got to be something really special to be an independent artist and to make it because the only way of making it really, really, like generally for 99% of the population music population is through those monsters yes yeah yeah for a lot of people and usually it's the people but see when the thing is that's when they come after you mm. uh no you go chasing them uh yeah you chase them initially yeah initially you chase them and then then you know like I I played in a band years ago called A Bone of Contention and we were a really talented group Mm. and we had the Sony guys hovering around wanting to sign and and all that kind of stuff. And And you would just be tempted to just snap it. Well, back then I was like, dudes, we should do it. Like, just do whatever they want us to do. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was Seve that sort of said, no, I own the music, I don't want to sell it and – you and you were thinking he was crazy. We all thought he was mad. And looking back now. But looking like, back now, it was the smartest thing he could have done. Mm. Even though he didn't make it, but then he can, he's got, he's, he's found his place. He loves surfing and going out and doing things. And he's, he's a sort of guy who's, who's married now and got a young child. And like if he blew up, yeah. he could never go anywhere ever again without encountering people that. It's nice to walk down the street and no one knows who you are. Like, you know what I mean? People kind of want what they don't have and people sort of think, oh, it'd be nice to walk down the street and everyone would go, oh, hey, man, how you going? Oh, you're that guy or such and such. But I'm pretty sure once you get to that point or if you're – like imagine Taylor Swift, like, walking down the street, she's just going to be mobbed. Or you get to that point where no matter where you go or what you do, like if you're a Michael Jackson, you've got cameras and, you know, your life isn't yours anymore, you know. So that's – Yeah, it's, t- it's, it's a tough one. And – yeah. I guess but even if you're independent and go huge, like I'm sure John Butler, to a degree, and he's the one I said I think's done it, but he he would still travel around the world in a lot of places and people go, oh, wow, that's John Butler. He lives in Margaret River. Yeah. And yeah. I bet he doesn't get mobbed walking around Margaret River. No, and that's why he loves living there. Yeah. He said that in a recent interview. On uh, He came on the... Um, Do you think uh, he'd get mobbed other places? I think he's one of those, like I, I love... Fucking East Coast, I know. Right? He, he, yeah, East Coast, he would. 
we went to see him recently down in um, playing solo down in where's that place where he's from is it Pinjara Pinjara yeah, yeah. Um, awesome but I think then he's one of those guys you could pass on the street and you wouldn't know him yes yeah even though he's got such a huge presence on stage yeah he could get away with it yeah. I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's coming across right. It's where stages work too because they give a false perception of people's size. Yeah. Like he's up there and you're looking at him and you think, well, oh, that's because then you're he walks past up. you and he's like this five foot six guy. You know? That's because you're looking up. Yeah. 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 And you, you don't think because you, in your mind you think he's a six foot five mm. god. Yeah. Music god. You know. Yeah, it's interesting. I think all, all bands give that perception to people who w- watching them in a concert. Yeah, yeah because they're 10 foot up before you start true and you're looking up that's what you're doing you're looking up at them at all, all the time yeah and then yeah, you I meet think them it's a psychological thing too like the angels in the clouds you know like this, this whole you're always up and that's where the gods are you know it's a yeah well total uh, psychological thing of having that, that's that, that is the the idea of the stage yep they're looking over you yeah. They're looking out over all their followers. Yeah. All their people. Yeah, true. Otherwise, the stage would be on the flat and we'd be in amphitheaters all over the place, which is my uh, my favourite setting anyway. I love a natural amphitheater. Yeah, true. I like being uh, on the bottom and looking up at people. As appo- yeah, as opposed to um, like stadiums down. where you're mm. always out there and then you're up here. Belvoir Amphitheater is awesome. I saw Mumford & Sons there a few years ago. That was awesome. What a venue. They're coming back now and they're playing the, um, the what's it called now? The RAC Arena, is it? Oh, the one in the city. Perth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen, I've, I'm going to see the Wiggles there soon. Awesome. Did it a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take Kiki's at that age where she's Wiggles mad. And My oldest daughter, we brought her first concert was uh, the Wiggles. And um, I want to get them into music as well. Yep. I feel... That was probably my biggest mistake ever. It was not getting into instruments and that. Because I always loved them. I always loved singing. But I was too busy with sport. As I said, I played everything from a young age. Always just fucking playing sport. And I'm sure there's plenty of sports stars who play instruments, but I couldn't manage it all. Well, I I, I manage both. Admittedly, though, when I was in sort of 17, 18, 19 and, and... footy was getting serious I, I put down the guitar mm. I didn't play for a long time yeah or I picked it up at the end of the night in the footy sheds and <laughs> I guess I've always had a bit of both but yeah it's it's kind of one thing or the other because when you're in that young age that you, you have these things that you, you, you know like you're there's a chance you can mm. be doing this for a living you know yeah because no. they're the dreams you have so I'll my kids will get every opportunity they they can pick and choose as they like. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to push them into anything ever. I plant seeds. I just have like oh yeah, seed planting is awesome. Like a guitar in yeah. the room with Kiki. Like I've got a little guitar. We there have a guitar and, and a piano for the yeah. girls. She comes out and sits on these drums all the time. Mm, I've seen the photos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she loves it. She just sits on the drums, or mm. she might just pluck it away a guitar. And I'm I'm not going to. I'm letting her just discover and, and and discover noise. And she loves singing. She gets out here on a mic and she's got pitch. Like she cool. knows how to hold a tune and it's like that's that's the first sign. 
that someone's got the music yeah. in there. Yeah. Mm, cool. So if your kids are singing along and you hear them sort of like, they're not going, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Mm. How they're going twinkle, twinkle, mm. little star. They, they're getting melody. Yeah. That means they're, they're understanding it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what ages should that kick in at? Should well, you Kiki's, be seeing that? Kiki's just over two and she's nailing it. So yeah. I guess. I think she's pretty young though. Is she for the. Is she like. Well, she. she even when mum was carrying her around in the womb, there was always music. Yeah. Not just like on the radio. We're talking full tilt. Yeah, yeah, going on yeah. around her, you know. So, I guess she got a head start in in a way as a, as her cognitive skills, her brain was developing. It was developing with music. So, and that I, stuff is, is real, I think. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if there's something in that. Well, mm. I guess time will tell with Kiki. Um, but there was always, and like, you look at young Henry now. Um, he's another little kid I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. I, I've never met your daughter. I don't think. Yeah. I well, I haven't seen you in four years, so, yeah. No, no I well, that's, I shipped her out of Japan yesterday, so. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> it's a shame, but. Miss yeah. him already? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You just, I'll be right. Like it's the first day. time? Ten days, but you know. First like, time away? No, no, no. No, from you? No, sixth. Oh. Sixth time Getting away. used to it. She's a FIFA worker. <laughs> just about. <laughs> no, we, we often send Keneko yeah. home. Yeah, I think that's I wanted important. to embrace her culture over yeah. there and. I wanted to be bilingual, and it's healthy for Kenneke to go home quite a lot. Mm. So, you know, as opposed to sort of saving up and buying that new couch or something like that, we just look after what we've got and make sure she goes home a lot. You know, don't we haven't got the gazillion dollar house, and mm. you know, I'd rather just sort of look this place here. I pretty much built myself, but um, as opposed to putting that money then to send Ken, and I'm happy to because it's cheap for those two to go. See you later. Yeah, go, go home. Spend a few weeks. You've been a couple of times, though, have you? Oh, I've been over probably five, six times yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Busy man. We do it. I'm at least in Japan at least once a year. That's awesome. Do you and play music over there? Yeah, at a place at, at an Irish at an Irish pub called the Barge Inn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Brian, I don't know his surname. Um, O'Driscoll, I think. No, no, it's not O'Driscoll. It's o- O'Shenahy, oh, something, Brian O something. But Shocknessy. <coughs> something like that, yeah. <laughs> Shocknessy. <laughs> he, uh, he has got the barge in at Narita, so not far from the airport. Right. And Kenneko used to work at the airport, so I'd go over there for a month at a time before Kenneko lived here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd go to the Irish pub and he'd, he was just there one day, like, and I'm just sitting there, I go, this place needs live music. He goes, I'd give anything to have someone who could actually play. And I said, well, I can play, I just don't have a guitar. And he goes, oh, really? And he goes, uh, would you play if I sorted that out for you? I said, oh, I'd love to. Yeah. He goes, could you play for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes? I said, man, I'll play for four hours if you want to. <laughs> you know, Don't start me. Don't start me. You don't know what you're in for. I said, as long as you keep pouring drinks. Yeah. Because oh, I've got nothing to do. I'm here for a month. My missus is working. I've got all days to do nothing. And she don't finish some nights till 11 or 12 o'clock at night. So I said, she's meeting me here and then we go home. So I'm here, mate. And he's gone, can he be here tomorrow night? Yeah. He went out and bought a PA system and a guitar. Wicked. Yeah, and just set me up and he goes, right, that's yours. Whenever you come over, that's yours to play. And I went there recently um, at the beginning of this year and, and the first thing he said to me was, like, can you play? And I said, no, I'm just calling in to say hi. And he goes, 
Yes. That stuff sat there. He goes, I've had two Japanese guys attempt to do it. He said, they just don't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> Take me home, <laughs> country roads, loads. <laughs> Towards the place I prolong. Rest Virginia. I've done karaoke with Kaneko Zafala and a few other dudes and had some big nights there and it's, it's just hilarious. They, yeah. You know, they sort of uh, – they love their music, but they, they got right into it. And I, I met some people, so I started doing a regular – whenever I was there, I'd done like a month straight and mm. um, met all these people that live around Narita, which are from like Belgium and Holland and uh, Russia. And yeah. They'd come in and the, I'd start getting this crowd in because they – They're not used to You just to don't get music. live music in yeah. Japan. You get bands that tour, mm. but they, they do play there occasionally because he has got a band thing downstairs. But um, – you don't get just someone just sitting there just twinking a guitar while you sit there and have a beer. So, and they pay big money. No, no, at all. Like eight, for touring, but. eighty, eighty. Uh, uh, for me, well, I was getting eighty. I said, "Don't worry about the money." I was yeah, like, that's because he knew I'm, you were just. I there said, on "You've gone and done anyway. this," and then, you know, I said, "Just give me some beers." And then, yeah, I said, "I'm only going to be sitting here drinking anyway." But so a touring band, if I'm doing it for free. But touring How bands can you be so desperate. Nah, ninety percent of the time, touring bands don't get paid to play but they'll provide a good venue and all that kind of stuff. And you can maybe take the door. So if you're a big act and you're pulling a lot of people through the door, it's a good deal because you get okay. the door. But That's but probably thing, why he's got nobody th- playing there. No, here's the thing with Japan is that if there are people coming through, they, they do sell tickets in Japan. Mm. You get people that are fanatical about certain things in Japan, as you know. You know, you get the Harajuku girls that like to dress crazy. You get... Japan's funny because they, they want an identity. Yeah. They kind of want this Western identity, but which identity are they going to go? Are they going to be a punk? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be a gangster? And Korea's the same. Yeah. Are they going to be a rocker? They're not just who they are and happen to have those traits. Like you look at me walk down the street, I wear surf clothes, you wouldn't even think that I'm a muser. Like yeah. People say that to me all the time. Never would have thought you're a musician. You didn't give me any indication you're a muser. But where in Japan they'll dress to the nines as a muser. Yeah. They'll wear the band shirts. They'll have rock and roll accessories. They'll have wrist things with – they'll have a guitar bag. Yeah, it's, it's a place I really want to visit. Yeah. I had planned – I actually thought you'd been there. No. Mm. I had planned to go to the World Cup next year, but ain't happening. <laughs> Not happening? I'd love to have gone. No. Nah. For two reasons, because it's just somewhere I'd love to visit. But – Get a lot of snow over there. It's not that cheap. To, it's not that expensive to go to to Japan from here, is it? Really, in grand no, scale. No, there's a way to do it. You don't. Um, you could Singapore Airlines is the best way. Mm. It's the best. I mean, you could do Garuda, but it's the best. Um, probably Kaneko saying I'm in Singapore. Um, it's the best quality flight for the money. Yeah, Singapore Airlines. Stop at Singapore over for an hour, two hours. And then it's seven hours from here to Singapore and then five hours from um, Singapore to Japan. That's not bad. No. Because when I go to Europe, the last one I went on, or the one I just came back on, I went with Qatar. And that's 11 hours to Qatar and seven hours then to Dublin. Yeah. It's a long flight with small kids. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. And these direct flights, yeah, they're not. What's your no secret interest. for flying with children? 
bring my missus. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it, the long haul, the long haul is awesome. Yeah, it's as good as you're going to get because they've got TVs. Yeah, you can put it on. Um, so at still, the age of two, they get bored with TV. Like they want to run and play and move, and yeah, that's what do. I find with Kiki at this age. But Ours were pretty good. They were pretty good. They were able to sit down for most of it. Yeah, we had we had some small issues, but nothing like I've seen mm. with other people and kids before. Yeah. So some tears, some tantrums. Yep. But uh, pretty good. I think they should do a kids section on a plane. No, because then the parents would have to sit in it. Yeah. No. That's just that's just our our tax for having kids. We have. Oh, I think they should have a section. It should be the back end of the plane. Actually, I think I'm immune a kids to it. Section, now. and then they've got four or five seats taken out, and they've got a Where little they can play. play. Yeah. That costs money. You won't get airlines in there. Although people might be more inclined to fly with them. That's right. They've just got a little section no, of yeah, yeah. the uh, little activities just so the kids can stretch their legs and, and just get up and just play. Because I used to be that guy who'd be walking to the plane before I had kids or walking down the plane to my seat and I'd see kids, oh shit, don't be sitting near me, don't be sitting near <laughs> me, don't be sitting. Or if they're coming, like, then they pass and you're like, Phew. now I'm that guy with the kids. With the kids, yeah. And I can see everybody looking at me going, don't stop here, don't stop here, keep going, keep going, keep going. I've never, like, a kid can be screaming behind me for hours and it doesn't bother me. I hated it. I never yeah. did, I never, I'd never cause a scene or even say something to them. Yeah, yeah. But it did, it did get to me. Yeah. But now I'm immune to it. Because you're a dad. Because yeah. I'm a dad. Yeah. But I understand those people. I, I find that, I mean, I find that with nappies too. I, I just couldn't do it when I didn't have a child. Now I'm just, a kid could do anything on me, I don't care. I can change nappies. I still don't enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, well, who the fuck enjoys it? But what I mean is I still get the... <gasps> oh, no. Nah, yeah, nah, a little nah, bit. I do. Yeah, nothing. I was, I, was, I was that guy and now I'm just... Like, I've had the, I've had the point where Kiki had diarrhoea running down a leg and I've had to sort of catch it in my arm and pin my arm to a leg to stop it running down onto the floor where we are at and into the, it was actually at a restaurant. And then managed to get in and wash myself down. That's hardcore. Where a lot of people would be, you know what I mean? And I was like. I'd be trying to catch it in that dress or whatever they had on. (laughs) I was always going to get a cup and just pin it it to a leg. It was just, yeah, she just like was really violently ill, I guess you'd say it. But uh, Yeah, well, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, didn't nappies, kid throwing up, all that stuff down. Are kids throwing up? Yeah. Yeah. But throwing up and shitting up are. (laughs) <laughs> Two different things in me, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's life. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't give them back for anything. I love it. Mm. I do love it. Yeah. So you got you got two girls, haven't you? I've got a boy as well. Oh, you got three now. My son is the oldest. He's oh. eight. So you got. He is from a previous relationship. Got it. Is he living with you he, now? No, he's not. No. No. He, he lives up this way, actually. Yeah. Right. Mm. Do you see much? With my job, not as much as I'd like, yep. but I see him. But you've got, there's no problem with access. And no, a little bit more would be good, but we're working on it. Yeah. yeah. Myself and his mum don't see yeah. eye to eye. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Does he ever get it's away getting with better. It? Yeah. And he, he, no, he hasn't been away with us yet. I was going to say, he'd probably love it with the girls. and Yeah. Yeah. So, Suppose something to work on. Yeah, we're working on that. Mm. It'll come. I guess I'm lucky in that regard. I... We're working on another one. 
We mm-hmm. go, we, we go for working num- hard. Go on number two. Working hard. Not as hard as I should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at that age, mate, where you switch off, hey. So you get the tap. You get the tap. It's like you're off the bench. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm done. You know, you're off the bench. You're ready to roll, and it's like I'm just like, really. Yeah. Really. I know. Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that? If you said that to an 18 year old boy. You know, like where you're walking around with like it was ours a cat's head ninety percent of the time. You walk, you know, you'd you look at an ugly school teacher and you'd be, <laughs> 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 and if you said to him back then, they said you're going to get to an age where you're going to be knocking it back. You're just not even interested. That's yeah. They wouldn't believe you. It's funny though. If I eat a lot of meat that week, I'm a different guy. All right, oh, mm. I've never noticed. I'm sure, and I know damn well that diet has a. A major role to play in in everything. Yeah, in um, again in here in fucking here. Yeah. Um. That's something I'm trying to fix right now. I'm still a pretty big guy. I've lost a heap of weight, but there's still a heap more. Heap more. For me, I don't. I can't see. I can see a little bit, but not. You got to. You got to think. You know, it's been four years. And yeah. You're now what? Thirty three. Thirty seven. Thirty seven. You've been here ten years. Yeah. Oh, you said that earlier. Yeah. Mm. How old were you when I met you? 32, 33. You would have been. No. No, earlier. 2008 we met. That's when you guys were doing stuff. That would have made me 28. Mm. 28 or 29, depends on what time of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing is when you get older, you just expand a little bit. I don't realise till I look at the photos of when I was 20. That's what hard, that's the... That's but you can't. You can't seriously look back. Some people can if they're just that got that body type. You can. That doesn't. You can. Yeah. I'm. I'm fully convinced you can, and you don't need dietitians. You don't need um, real strict training regimes, as long as you're true to yourself. Yep. And you know, mm. like, um, what I did, which was big for me, is I just started eating healthy. Now, what's healthy? Everybody's body is different. True. So what I did was. In the morning, this is when I was at work. It was easy at work because the food was there for you. And if you're going to be on a strict diet, um, a FIFO mess ain't the place to be. Yeah. So you just try and be as healthy as you can. You see a lot of guys really muscle up on the FIFO jobs. That's because like, they have nothing else to do but go to the gym. Yeah. It's really boring it's after like, work. It's almost like a prison sentence. There's nothing really. else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. In, in many in many aspects. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so in the morning, I'd eat eggs. I'd just eat eggs. Like, you can eat, you can now eat as many eggs as you like. That's the new thing. And eggs are so good for you. Mm. So One of the best givers of protein that you'll, you'll find. Yeah. Um, so you can eat as many of them as you, as you want now. So I do eat lots of them. When I'm away, this is what I have to work on, is when I'm at home. Um, I'll just turn that down one sec. Um, and then I started eating a lot of salads, a lot of veggies, and whatever meat was on that night. Yep. Just salad, veggies, and I cut out as much shit as possible. I still had a cheat night. That was my changeover. Um, I drank piss, yep. and I brought a party back to my room because I tried to stay up for as long as I could. Because I was going on to nights the next night. Yeah. So I try and make it to three or four in the morning watching shit on TV. How does the uh, 
how are the mines about you doing that? Because I've I've been up in a few and I've I've played at a few of the mining things. I've done some comedy at a few mm. of the mining things, and we did that we, time we, on that we, tour we were as well. Really told not to, you know, don't bring people back to your to your donger. Like, well, it's not something I've ever had to put up with. Yeah, <laughs> I've as long as I've been mining, I've been with Yoni. Yeah, um, I think people I, are I pretty good. More more for for a party, you know what I mean? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Kick on and oh yeah, oh that too. Um, no, not not that. <laughs> no, uh, you, you'd you'd stay in the mess. Yeah, yeah, and then you go back to you. You wouldn't bring anyone back to your room. In places where I've worked, all the dongas are connected. Yeah, yeah. Every people got work in the morning. Yeah, that's it. You you won't last. You'll just get kicked. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's um, it's a majority rules thing out there, isn't it? Too like if you're that guy that's annoying people, you 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 won't last long. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I understand the value. Have you ever? Done Port Headland, the Dongas here just out of the off the rec club. I did when we played up there. Yeah. Oh, where did we stay? No, we stayed at Uncle Tom's. Remember? Yes. <laughs> stayed on the floor of the Finney Club. That was That's, on the way that, home. No longer in existence. I know. I know. Club, was yeah. there a knifing or something there? Yeah, something. Yeah. When we went up on the way up, we stayed in the mining accommodation. Ah. And on the way too. back, we stayed in the restaurant. We did too. Yeah. yeah. That was my first taste of a mining, of, yeah. of a mining accommodation. Yeah, it, it was a little bit different because it wasn't pure. I mean, it was in a it was in a town, so you could mm. get out and get into a township. But yeah. you do like Area C and a few other places. There's, there's, there's not that. That's right. Everywhere I've I've never worked in a town. Yeah, I did. I did. Sorry, I, I worked in Port Hedland. I was in um, a camp there that was in town. Was it the one out? Near the big the, BHP one. Um, yeah, yeah, near the walkabout. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one, that yeah. exact one. Yeah. That's uh, fairly new. It, it, it had the best feed. Awesome camp. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far as mine food goes, yeah, that's awesome grub they have in there. Yeah, that's the best canteen. I've eaten there a few times. Mm. Yeah. I've had friends get me in, just say, come out and feed. Mm. Really? It's not that hard, I'd <laughs> imagine, because... Nah. Well, we all knew that the security guys not all used to... They all, we all knew each other and they were just like, oh, coming for feed, yeah, no worries. Yeah, but they don't know everybody. Yeah. I've never, well, I didn't see anybody ever getting asked, sorry, do you uh, stay here or, <clears throat> you know, I don't recognise you or never. I'd say you could quite easily unless, like if you did it every now and again, you could walk in there off the street and get a feed. <laughs> as long as you looked apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, I must, I must have looked like a miner because every time I fly out, up and down when I was living in Port Hedland, mm. I'd get the the wand every time to see if I had explosives on me. So <laughs> <laughs> they just pick me every time. They go, "Yeah, this bloke. Oh, you work in the mines? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. You kind of look like a miner. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's um, it's a different lifestyle. But uh, so before we wrap up, mate, what's the uh, what's the future hold? I know we're talking about that maybe that big shift down south. What's on the immediate uh, horizon? Got anything, uh, anything happening? Possible reform of, of the Red Zillow project? That's very possible. I want uh, that. It left a void, as I said, but that's my job. But as I said, as well. Well, for you as well, because, I mean, Pete's got a lot on. Mm -hmm. Mike's always in and out of bands. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a good, thorough musician, so he's yeah. doing a lot. You, t Those two in particular, it's wouldn't leave a hole like it would have for you and James. Well, James, 
he's kind of a reluctant muso for me. He's sort of someone who just does it, but he couldn't really give two shits one way or the other if he does it or not. Um, I think he really enjoyed it, but yeah. I didn't think he cared if he was doing anything else. No, he's got other things that he's passionate about. Yeah. Like, but for you... Like uh, text. For, for you, it was... <laughs> or, or, or uh, yeah, accountancy. Um, for you, it was, it was... You could tell that... Did you write the lyrics? No. No? No. Not enough. Yeah. I have a heap written, and uh, uh, most of the time, which I should never do, is bundle them up and throw them in the bin. Yep. And I'm sorry I did that. Yeah. I should hang on to them because... You never know. You might, you might get another perspective on it another time and just mm. take it up because you, when you're doing it, oh, yeah, that's actually not bad. That's awesome. And then you're trying to put... Just with the way they're spoken and that, I thought it was you speaking. No. I got that feeling, you know. Well, I guess that's what Pete is fucking awesome at. Yeah. Yeah, he's, everything he does. So he's got three kids, so two kids, three, two, two. Two. So even does that okay. Yeah, but he um, yeah, he's he's pretty gifted. So I look forward to hopefully that that happening. And and one more question before we wrap up: <coughs> the album touched the ground. Mm-hmm. What's your favourite track and why? Because we'll use this song to to close out the show. Okay. Um. My favorite, my personal favorite, is is Hot Tin Roof, and yeah, it's my it's mine too. I, I think love it. I love it. For, I love I love a lot of other ones on it as well, but for me, I think I'm just spot on. For me personally, that's that's where I feel. Even when we did it live, that's the one song where I felt it was right on my range. That's where I felt, and I, 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 I always was really comfortable singing it, and I love it. I love what it's about. It's good movement. There's yeah. good movement in the song. It just moves well. Like it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's my favorite one yeah. on the album. That's all. Yeah, no, I yeah. It's my come favorite. away with me's a great kick off to the album mm. as well. It's it's in the top three for me yeah. on the album. Yeah, I even love that instrumental at the start. I just I just think it was an all around healthy album, and kudos most to Pete. You have got fans out there that I know of that I speak to that love the Renzulo project mm. and are devastated that you guys aren't performing still to this day. So they're going to be very happy to hear a possible reunion. He did ask me, he did ask me like not long ago, hey, guess what? I know this bloke, he's launching his album. He wants us to support him. I wasn't available. <clears throat> Sorry, I wasn't available because of my work. So I'm going to bring all that crashing down eventually. Yeah. And hopefully, like as I said, when I move down south, there's more um, opportunity for me to be working residential on a mine. Mm. So um, I think future's bright. Yeah. For me personally, and uh, hopefully this band as well. Well, the good thing is, is that you're happy, and I think the band's happy with the fact that they can do. I mean, the big jacks like that too. We yeah. there's no pressure. Mm. We, I mean, we we share basically a similar band. You know, like Michael. Yeah, played yeah, for, for sure. Red, so, you know, and I I fronted that band, but it's actually not my 
project. It's another one of Pete's. Yeah. They, they kind of stem from Pete just getting kooky ideas in his studio. I know. And then flushing out a whole, he just spits out Isn't eight it or awesome nine to songs. to be able to do that? Yeah. He's so I've got this idea. And then he records it and then yeah. puts things to it and it's like, there it is. Mm. You know, and then it's got this, uh, it's got this flavor. I don't know if you've heard any of the Big Jack stuff, but it's kind of got, there's moments in there which kind of have the Renzillo Project flavors, but. So I have heard it, yeah. Completely, completely opposite. Yeah. Flavors, you know, so it's um, it's I guess we're both fortunate to be in the position of being able to work with someone like Pete, who who's, Very. who I just think just doesn't get enough recognition. You know, we talk about whammy artists, and you hear about this and that, and all this stuff and that. We've got a literal musical genius, and look at the awards he's winning overseas. I know for the filming. I know and the scoring and all that kind of stuff. That's We've right. got our own John Williamson, our own Hans Zimmer. Right here in Perth. It's probably because, for personal reasons, I don't know, that wasn't a member of Whammy. Yeah. I uh, don't think, but he doesn't need we, to. We, were, we were a member of Whammy. Yeah. Um, I won't go into it, but... But Whammy's, we cl- weren't, Whammy's clicky. Like, yeah, that's exactly it. We weren't looking for any notoriety. No. But one time we said, you know what, we, we, pay, the, we pay good money to be a member of this and we send our album in for comment for comment yep and nothing or uh, no nothing nothing we even emailed them and said it was stuff you yeah and yeah we just left it at that yeah. and just did our own thing then yeah all we wanted was uh, feedback yep. from the industry yeah we didn't want an award we didn't want, want anything from them, just feedback. Because they were the industry. And I guess that um, it's... I it, might be wrong. They, no, they, they do kind now. of govern what happens. And, and the sad thing is when anything happens over east as far as festival or all that kind, they turn to Wemmy to say, well, who's doing what in the mm. west? Yes. When they actually, there's a whole... There's like three clicks in, in WA, three major ones. You've got, I'm going to go, this, actually, this more, I'll break them down very quickly. You've got the folk scene that do all those sort of management festivals, the mm-hmm. NetUp, yep. the Br- Bridgetown Blues. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put all them in the same category. The Fairbridge Folk Festival. You've got all those people that are from WA that do those certain things Correct. like Dillip yeah. and the Davs and all that, touch on that in that, in that group. Mm. You've got Perth's heavy metal scene. Um, hard rock heavy metal scene and they're all sort of doing the places like the 6030 and the railway hotel and they sort of do those places then you've got the whammy guys that perform a lot out of mojos and yeah. the amplifier bar and they've got their bars and all that kind of stuff and then there's the the kind of other level of sort of musos that are very non-professional very sort of like amateur but putting out some beautiful stuff that just play where they can and what they can, yeah. you know what I mean? You've, so you've got these four big clicks and the Whemmy one misses the, the – they miss a whole lot of good stuff. They really do. Like, yeah, and, for sure. And one thing I've always tried to push on this podcast is I like getting musicians in because one, musicians always have a story to tell. Mm. So that's why I like having musicians on the podcast. But it's also to, to bring to the light there's just so much more out there than what you're hearing on the radio that's right. from WA. You know? That's right. Heaps more. Yeah, and a lot huge of s- music scene. Massive. It's just, it's just a pity they don't want it in the bars. 
Yeah, it's a thing of the past now, isn't it? It's actually you, we can say like there are pockets well, of places where I mean it still is, happens, um, but originals. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's pockets of places where it happens, but but it's the general populace. I mean, all you see now advertisements for tribute bands. Yeah, that's right. You know, they don't want that shit in Melbourne. Yeah, they want original. Yep. Yeah. Figure. Yeah, it's wild. Well, Kieran, it's been sensational talking to you, mate. It's, 100%. Uh, we'll do it again. We'll do it again soon when uh, you can spend a few more hours here and we can drink a lot more. Yes. <laughs> we'll have a night of the Japanese whiskey, I think. It'll be good. Oh. We'll, uh, give it a try. It'll be, uh, it'll be healthy for our mind and, and body. Yeah. It always is, isn't it? Yeah. But I really appreciate it, mate. It's a long way you've travelled to come up and, and hang out with us, mate. So... Uh, what are you plans for the rest of the day? I would say I would say any time because yeah. it's actually not that far. No, Once cool. I drove up, I was like, I've just come from very very south, like Mandra, yep. to here. The end of the freeway, yeah. Just over an hour. Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm going off to a barbecue, charity barbecue with uh, my family. Nice. I've got mates involved in it, yep. so we're going to go down and get fatter. <laughs> Have a fat time. Have a fat time. <laughs> the joys. Well, mate, uh, to take us out, we're going to listen to the song that uh, Kim was just talking about. And, of course, that is uh, Hot Tin Roof it by is. the Renzillo Project. Kieran, thank you very much, mate. You've been fantastic. I've been your host. Maestro. This is the Hot Tin Roof by the Renzillo Project. Catch you soon, brother. We the boss. Yeah. Uh, it'd be easier to ask this guy what instruments he doesn't play. No, he plays everything. He's the genius behind all this, by the way. And we're all very grateful for him. We're going to love doing what we're doing, and we're just going to keep going. Uh, that's Peter Renzulo. Thank you, thank you. And unfortunately, this is our second last song. We wish you more, but we've only one album yet. So for our second album launch, We'll play all the first one as well and we'll all get pissed and we'll have a great night. This is Hot Tin Roof. Feel the night is taking its hold 
song whispers goodbye And my body turns cold To the edge and I'm holding on tight But there's no one to rescue me